Welcome to Live 89 FM and Validated Radio. You are now tuned in to The Essence. I am your host, KB Tindall, and I'm here with my, with my homie, my man Dito. What's going on, baby? What's up, man? How you doing? All right, man. Good, good, good. Uh, another week, man, where we talk about notable moments and topics in the history of hip-hop. And this week's topic, it took me a minute to come up with this one. Um, you know, because I was, I was like thinking in a different vein of, of trying to think of something different. Um, but then something not so different came to mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a last minute thing and it, it just, it hit me and, um, and, and it is what it is. But, but okay. Okay. So before we get, we, before we even get into the topic, what was going through your mind before you even picked, you know, what you want to talk about this week? Because I thought, honestly, we were going to do a rundown, a second rundown of last week's episode. Right, right, right. right and continue right. talking about some of the artists who we thought were controversial and maybe some right. of the moments that they had. So right. what were you thinking? Because I was, I, I, was think, I was thinking about extending that. And, and then and then I was um, I was thinking about pitting like one artist against another. You know what I mean? Sort of like how we did with the first episode with duos, but I was thinking more on solos, uh, you know, about solo artists. Right, right. So I was thinking about doing I was thinking about doing that, but then I was like, nah, 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 let's let's take it a little bit deeper. So okay. the, the the topic for today is what are your two most favorite classic hip hop albums? Mm. And when I say classic, I do mean classic, like something that can go down in history. As one of the best albums that has ever graced hip hop. Okay, okay, but but let's be honest. Nowadays, you have to define what classic means. Like, like what era? Like something it, that is classic doesn't mean it's been out for twenty years. No, definitely not. Impact definitely so not. Definitely Kendrick Lamar's "To Pimp a Butterfly" is a classic album. Right, and it's only been out. <laughs> you since, know what I'm saying? Fifteen years? No, okay. no, no. What are you talking about? No, Kendrick Lamar. That's been out since 2014, I think. Somewhere around there, 2015, something like that. Oh yeah, and but um, thinking about 2003. But um, but yeah, so so it, it doesn't have to be something that's been out forever. But for me, I had to pick something from two eras. I had to pick something from the 80s, and I had to pick something from the 90s. And these albums just happen to be 10 years apart. It's like 10 years and a, and a month or so okay. apart. Um, so my first joint, because I'm from Hollis Queens, <laughs> I'm kind of biased. And if it, and if it wasn't for this group, <laughs> hip hop wouldn't be where it is today. And, and 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 for me, that album was was Raising Hell by Run DMC. Ah, rest I you were gonna pick N.W.A. Nah, nah, <laughs> Raising Hell by Run DMC. Rest in peace to Jam Master J. Right. Um, the album dropped on May fifteenth, nineteen eighty six. Um, for me, man, you know, growing up in Hollis, Queens. Like that album spoke to everybody in my hood. It was like it was like somebody in our hood had made it, you know. And that album, the songs that came off that album, I mean, it's tricky. Peter Piper, okay, okay, My Adidas, right. Walk This Way, mm -hmm. you know, Raising Hell, Perfection, You Be Illin', <laughs> Dumb okay. Girl, like mm -hmm. Proud to Be Black, like. The album had so many joints on there, man. Okay. You know, it had it had 17 songs on there, and you know, like 10 of them were just like out of out like out of range, man. It was just out, like they hit it out the park mm -hmm. with a lot of joints, man. And and then um, of course, they revived Aerosmith's career 
with with walk this way with the rendition that they did of that right, and right. that and that was the one that really like really took them global you know what i mean so for me you know um 86 man i was i was a year out of i was a year out of high school you know what i mean i'm like i'm giving away my age but it is what it is you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Like, like I'm a vet, I'm a veteran in this shit. You're no longer older than Jay, bro. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a veteran in this shit, man. And it's like that was just it was a, it was a hell of a year, man. It made the hood proud. It made you proud to be from Hollis. You know what mm. I mean? It made it made you proud to like to like say that that you knew these dudes. Right. You know, you knew Run, you knew Jay, you knew you knew D. You seen them around the neighborhood. They wasn't the type that that got that got that got on and and you know what I'm saying like left the neighborhood and didn't come back. You okay. know what I mean? So it was it was just a proud moment for us, man. So um, you know, like that 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 nineteen eighty six joint, like that's my first joint, you know, Raising Hell, man. It's it's a classic album. If you don't know about it, go back and do your history, you know, listen to that album and I guarantee you you'll 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 see exactly what you know what I'm talking about. So that's my first joint. What's your first joint? I was okay, so last time when we were talking about Controversial artists, right? One of one of my artists was was M. Now lately, I've been on this 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 thing where I've just been, you know, going in, listening to different artists, and kind of going back to their platform, right? Beginning, beginning, beginning. Right. One of the artists that I've been listening to lately is Lil Dicky. <laughs> okay. AKA Dave. <laughs> I know who, I know who Lil Dicky is, but I can't sit here and tell you that I've listened to any of his any no. of his shit like that. Like I've heard him. Freestyle and you know stuff like that, right. but can't say that I've ever like really been a fan of the music. I know, and and I, and I think and I think he even says that in one of the tracks that he has, uh, and one of the tracks that he has with Snoop, he okay. actually he actually even says, you know, one of the punchlines is, "I want to do it different," and and Snoop Dogg says, "What do you mean you want to do it different?" And Lil Dicky says, "Well, you know," and he kind of makes rap. He represents rap, and he makes it out to be like a job. Okay. So he's speaking to Snoop like he's filling out a resume and Snoop Dogg <laughs> is, is interviewing him. Okay. But I thought that was interesting how he was, you know, coming at the game that way. Right. You know, kind of like saying, okay, I've put these years in. Okay. Now, now where can I go from here? Now, I was speaking about Lil Dicky because one of his biggest influences was M. Right. And, and that was the artist that I was talking about last week. Okay. So one of my favorite art artists is M. And one of my favorite albums that I think he put out now this isn't one of the albums that most people would think about when they talk about M. Okay. You know? Because everybody knows the Slim Shady LP. Right. Everybody knows the Slim Shady LP. And the Marshall right? Mathers LP, too. And the Marshall Mathers LP. Right. But not two people talk about Encore. Hmm. Not two people talk about Encore. And hmm. I think not two people talk about Encore because it was the beginning of his switch. It was the okay. album where it was like, ah, you know, I've gone through this stuff. I've been with Kim. I've gone through this stuff with my baby. And I've been through the fame. Like, at this point, mm -hmm. what I want to do is I actually want to represent art the way that I see it. And that's why he brought he brought out tracks like uh, like Toy Soldiers. I'm okay, sure. I remember Toy Soldiers. That, that was yeah. nice. Yeah. And then he also brought out tracks like Mockingbird. Yep, right. I remember that a little, too. a well. little bit of a softer side, but then he also had tracks like "Just Lose It." You know what I mean? So, right. so you still had a little bit of the old M in there, but for the most part, I feel like this was his album where he transcended. He said, "All right, I've done it this way. Now let me now actually let me, try something, let me try something different, right? Right, and still keep a little bit of the old." So, what year did that come out? Two thousand four. 
2004. Okay. All right. So, so was, he been yeah. in the game for like at least a good he know, was, he was 10 in the years. Game. No, really? he was no like five, seven years around that time. Yeah, he came out in 90, 99. But he was around well, he was prior around. to that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the first yeah. Martial Madness yeah. LP dropped in 2000. Right. So, so okay. and then the Eminem show dropped in 2002. Right, and Slim Shady was 99 or 98, somewhere 99, around. 99, yeah. 99, yeah, okay. So, so he had been around for a little bit, but I just feel like that album right there was okay. you know, was probably the... That All was, right. That I mean, I'm never, gonna not, I'm never going to really knock nothing that, that uh, when it comes to M, because... M's a, pure, he's, M's a pure lyricist, man. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, don't get me wrong. He's not necessarily in my top 10. You know what I mean? But, I if, I had to make a, but if I had to make a top 20, he'd probably make the top 20. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's a hell of a lyricist. He's right. studied, he studied the art form. He's a student of the craft. Right. You know what I mean? He's a student of the culture. He pays homage to those who deserve it. You know, and, and you can never take anything away from him, man. And then... He comes from a battle rap background, so and that's the thing. Too. You know, so, you get on M's bad side, and chances are he's not one of them dudes you want to go against. And, and, and that's what I'm talking about, because like honestly, when you when you look at it at the end of the day, yeah, he may be dropping a little soft line because he feels like yeah, talking about his daughter. And, every, and what, every artist, every artist he's does been that, going though. through, yeah. right? But like at the end of the day, all you got to do is take a look at his catalog, and you'll see right there that there are things that he's done that are not just. This right. maybe what you hear right now. You I got you. Me? I got you. So that would be one of my albums. But what, but what would be your okay. second album? Because you already know. know you, you already one. know what my second album is. <laughs> I don't. I you don't already point. know. So so I'm a biased dude when it comes to when it comes to. Oh Hove. wait 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 wait. <laughs> when it comes to Hove, I'm biased like a motherfucker. I'm not even going. I ain't even going front. So reasonable doubt is my second album. <laughs> you know what I'm of saying. Course. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Reasonable Doubt dropped on June 25th, 1996. I remember when it came out. It came. It was on a cassette tape. You know what I mean? It, it, was, on, it, was, on, it was on It was on. It was on. It was on a CD too, but it was on a cassette tape. So for nostalgic reasons, I bought it on a cassette tape. Mm. I was living in Newark, New Jersey at the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Shout it, out to today. You know, like, like it. Reasonable Doubt is one of those albums that you can listen to 20 years later and still hear things in that album that you didn't hear initially when it came out. Or you can listen to the lyrics. Even if you know the lyrics, you can listen to the lyrics. And at some point you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get the full meaning of what that lyric meant. Right. Because or I you're going to get two or three different meanings out of that particular lyric. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think when Jay-Z spits, like in the past, you listen to it and then five years, 10 years later, it actually either came true or it already came to be oh, yeah. or it's something that you saw in the news. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah like, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, I mean, uh, the, the, the track listing is ridiculous, man. I mean, you got 14 songs on there. And I don't think that there's, for me, the weakest song on the album is Cashmere Thoughts. That's song number 12. That. That's the weakest song for me. Everything else from Can't Knock the Hustle all the way to Regrets, the features on the album, which wasn't many, you know, but the features that was there, you know, between Big and and Foxy and Bleak and, you know, Jazzo and Sauce Money and whatnot. But like, you know... Jay held that album down and, 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 and he was in the shadow of Big and Nas at the time. You know what I mean? Because Big and Nas were the hottest dudes on the planet. When Illmatic dropped, that was another classic album. But when Illmatic dropped, like everything stopped. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When big when big dropped, everything stopped. You know what I mean? So for him to come along a couple years later and, and, and put out a classic, which wasn't deemed a classic until years later when people went back and really listened to what that album talked about like the life and times volume two well yeah <laughs> a little bit a little bit but yeah. but but reasonable doubt had a lot more a lot more wordplay and it had a lot more coded language in it like if you if you really wasn't a hustler if you didn't know nothing about the streets right. you missed a lot of the shit that hove was talking on that album yeah. and a lot of people didn't get that until years later after hove had already became a superstar and people went and people backtracked like, and they oh, went back to listen to that album oh, right exactly exactly yeah. Okay. Yeah. you know what i mean so so yeah so reasonable doubt for me would be album number two. Like if I had to go to a stranded island by myself with only one album to play, it would probably be reasonable doubt that I'm taking with me. Ah, see, you and I, we always go head to head on this one because <laughs> Jay is definitely my second album too, but you know which one I'm going to pick, right? <laughs> what, volume two? Nah, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you already know. You oh, already know. Oh. It's, it's, it's the one that got December 4th on it. You oh, the, bl- the black album. The black album. It's got to be the Black Album. All right. And and more than anything, the reason why I like it is because you know how in Reasonable Doubt they got they have those skits, right? Right. You know, where he uses different voices. I like the skits in this album, too. Mm. You know, when, when, when they go, and now back to our regular <laughs> yeah, program yeah. schedule. Yeah, yeah. The Album Noir, the Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really like December 4th And I think and I think not only December 4th But track number 6 Dirt Off Your Shoulders Of course everybody knows that track Track number 5 Change Clothes yeah. Track number 4 Encore Even track number 3 What more can I say And Hove, It's okay Hove made a lot of dudes mad with Change Clothes Because everybody was rocking <laughs> jerseys at the time And Hove right. was like button up right. And all of a sudden your whole jersey collection wasn't fashionable anymore. So. Right. Because you, you know talk I mean? about 2003. So. This was November 2003. So so this was the time Nelly was hot. You know, St. Say, say Lunatics were hot. And so it was... Yeah, 50 right. was hot. It was jerseys and, yeah. and, and Air Force Ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made a lot of dudes' wardrobes go out of style overnight. It was a wrap. Yeah, but... And then, of course, I, I, I got to save it for last, but the two tracks... 99 Problems. And of then course. PSA. 99 Problems produced by the great Rick Rubin. Yep. Yes. And then Public Service Announcement. Probably, probably hands down. PSA was Just Blaze, right? Yep. Just, Just Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Probably the best hip hop track arguably ever produced. I would say that. Possibly. You I would. Could, say. You could argue that. I would. I you would can argue, argue that because when that shit comes on, uh, I mean, right? And as soon as it come on, it's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's like, <laughs> it's like you already know what you already know what it is. Definitely, definitely. I did not come here to show out. Oh man, the black album would definitely be my second. My second. All right, album. that's what it is, man. Definitely, definitely, man. This was another good episode of the essence. Mm. And, um, you know, Validated Radio, man, gave us the opportunity to do this, you know what I mean, on this platform, man. And and we're going to continue, like, every week to bring you something and bring you our perspective, you know what I mean, our perspective of what it is, man. Um, You can get at me on Instagram. I'm at Tent TV, which is T-E-N-T TV. Uh, And where you at, Dito? You can actually find me at The Other CB. 
the Crazy. other CB. Yep, that's easy to, easy to remember. Yeah, no doubt, man. So, um, you got any any kind of questions or feedback, or if you just want to chew our heads off because you don't like our opinion, holla at us. You already know what it is, man. It's the essence. Yep, we out.